Welcome, this is No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with K-Fabulous. Hey. And this is our Monday Night Raw show from March 5th, 2023. They were in Boston, Massachusetts, live. Show starts off, the Bloodline arrive in a big car. Well, most of them do. Uh, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman do. Paul Heyman says that Solo will solve Kevin Owens, and tonight Jimmy will solve the Sammy problem. As Jimmy Uso goes one-on-one with Sammy Zayn, Solo Sokoa one-on-one with Kevin Owens. And in fact, that is our first match. Kevin Owens uh, cleverly steps on one of Solo's feet, he wrestles barefooted, and then kicked him in the face. I quite enjoyed that spot. Uh, Owens... He gives Solo some, some offense in this match. And, of course, KO gets his offense in. And at one point, Kevin Owens climbs a turnbuckle. Jimmy Uso comes out from the back, comes out to distract him. And Solo gets Owens down. Uh, he runs in to Owens against the barricade with a running hip attack, or running butt attack, whatever you want to call it. Back in the ring, Kevin Owens gets the momentum back after Solo kind of stole it away. Kevin Owens runs into Jimmy, then hits two super kicks, a cannonball, and a swanton bomb on Solo. Covers Solo for the sure pin, but Jimmy runs in, and KO wins by disqualification. This match had some good action. It was nice to see them start with a match. And it was nice for it to be a good match. I give this one three and a half bones out of five. They plan to put KO through a table, but Sami Zayn runs out for the save, and he chases him away. He's holding a steel chair. Kevin Owens sitting in the corner of the ring, and Sami kind of, you know, extending an olive branch again. And they seem close to, to teaming up here, But Kevin Owens just rolls out of the ring and leaves. And the time, it's March 5th. WrestleMania uh, is April 1st and 2nd. Time is running short for reuniting these two if they are, in fact, going to have a a tag title match at WrestleMania 39. Uh, Kay, what did you think about our opening uh, segment and contest here? Uh, so I love that they're starting the show with wrestling. Um, that was, I thought, going to set the tone for the show. Which I mean, they had more matches this show than they had last week. I, I think so, anyway. Um, I like that KO took the fight to Solo before the bell even rang. Um, I think it really signaled that he was champing at the bit to, to get at him. Um, I liked the match. I thought it was good. Uh, I had a question for you. So was Solo undefeated up until this point to your uh, knowledge or i i think he would this might have been his first loss i'm not I'm, sure i don't know if maybe because i thought it was odd that even though he was about to get pinned and lose that way instead jimmy interfered mm-hmm. and so instead he lost by dq so i didn't know if that was to try and keep his undefeated i didn't know if that counted the same way as like a disqualification oh, loss. Oh, I mean, a loss like is a, a loss. He, okay, he lost the match. Okay, I wasn't but, sure with wrestling I mean, stats how that worked. Um, I don't remember him losing 
a, a match since making his debut. Yeah. Not not a one-on-one match. Now, I, thought, I could be I wrong, but I don't remember him losing one. I thought I had remembered you mentioning that. Um, and then I just had two two general questions. Uh, what took Sammy so long to come out? I felt like they were like beating Kevin for a while before he showed up. Yeah, well, then, maybe he did, he just didn't know. You know, he's yeah. he's got his own shit going on. Yeah, but if that's supposed to be like his best friend, he's not watching his match yeah, against true. his enemy. Like, true. What is he doing if he's not paying attention to the bloodline? Um, and then, how long is this KO Sammy divide gonna gonna last before Mania? Like, we are running out of time. And I feel like it's so obvious where they're going with this, but they just won't get there. Right. And it's it's slowly becoming infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Right. It's a, It does seem obvious. The Usos don't have a match for WrestleMania. KO has no match. Sami Zayn has no match. It seems like a foregone conclusion. And now they could fool everybody and go with a six-man tag. You know, Solo Sokoa doesn't have a match either. We could see a six-man tag at Mania. But there's only Sammy and Kevin. Who's going to be there? I don't know. They can add another face. I don't know. And I feel like, especially with how Raw ends, which we'll get to, I feel like with that, like it it has to be Sammy yeah. and Sammy and KO. Well, you figure. I mean, I think it's going to be a tag team title match. Yeah. yeah. You figure. But it remains to be seen, for I sure. I don't know. I don't like that. Dave I wanna, Meltzer, I, I think he said seen. it's going to be Usos versus KO and Sammy. So I would take that. Uh, take that as true. Uh, up next, Bobby Lashley is backstage. He said that he wanted to provoke Bray Wyatt and asked what it's going to take for Bray Wyatt to face him like a man. Of course, last week he tried to face off against Bray Wyatt and he got a, a weird video and an appearance by Uncle Howdy and then he handled Uncle Howdy. So when will we see Wyatt face-to-face with Lashley? Uh, That looks to be the WrestleMania 39 match for those two. So sooner rather than later, I hope. Uh, Carmella is with Byron Saxton. And she says that uh, her match should have been for a chance to be added to the WrestleMania match. As she is facing Bianca Belair tonight. Chelsea Green then comes and says... That they should talk to Adam Pierce's manager. And while Carmella and Chelsea are talking, uh, as a funny bit, Adam Pierce appears in the background, spots them, and then proceeds to walk the opposite direction. So who could blame them? They've both been on this case quite a, quite a bit lately here. So up next is the non-title match. Uh, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair facing off against Carmella. Uh, Carmella at one point played a tug of war with Bianca's braid. We see that spot quite a lot. Uh, as I mean, with a braid that long, it seems like you you're gonna pull it. You know, it's it's a it's a weakness of Bianca's, but she also uses it as a whip sometimes. So uh, a strength as well. But Bianca covers Carmella at one point. The referee distracted. Uh, Bianca. Pulls in Chelsea Green. Uh, Carmella hits a super kick and covers Bianca for two. Uh, Bianca turns the tide, hits the ten punches in the corner spot. Uh, Belair then chases Green and dumps her in the timekeeper area. 
and heads back into the ring and hits the KOD, the kiss of death, on Carmella. This was a solid match on the part of both ladies. It would have been nice to have seen it a little longer. I gave this one three and a half bones. After the match, Asuka runs out. Uh, she's in a like business casual suit, uh, which we is a look I've not seen out of Asuka. But she runs out, sprays green mist in Chelsea Green's face. Uh, green and Carmella then run away. Bianca and Asuka simultaneously stare at the WrestleMania sign and then stare down one another. Definitely looking forward to Bel Air versus Asuka at WrestleMania 39. Should be quite the clash. Kay, what did what did you have? Uh, what what thoughts do you have for this uh, ladies match? Well, my first thought is Bianca is so athletic. The match at Mania between her and Asuka is going to be stellar. Um, so I had very similar thought to you. Um, I thought it was really even offense by both women. And then my other thought is that I really hope they don't add Carmella to this match at WrestleMania. Not because I think she's a bad wrestler, but just because I really want to see Bianca and Asuka yeah, be highlighted mm-hmm. and and just see them go at it, you know? And I love Asuka coming out at the end. I love the mist. Mm-hmm. I cannot say enough positive things about Asuka. I love her. I agree. I love her. Yeah. My... She and Charlotte Flair are definitely my favorite uh, women's wrestlers by by miles over the rest of the WWE or AEW women, for that matter. I think with CM Punk currently not wrestling, Asuka is my favorite wrestler, period. I love her. I can dig that, yeah. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I hope Carmella doesn't weasel her way in and make that a, a triple threat match. I want to see, like you said, I want to see those two women highlighted. Bianca and Asuka. You know what I'd like to see is Carmella and Chelsea Green versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Well, I heard Dave Meltzer again. He said that... So, we're going to see... Later in the show, it gets made a six, uh, six-woman six match. Becky and Lita, the women's tag champs, will team with Trish Stratus to take on Bailey and Damage Control. Also, Dave Meltzer said that whoever the women's tag champions are at WrestleMania, they will be facing Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Whoever has the women's tag belts are going to be facing uh, Baszler and Rousey for them. So Becky and Lita might have two matches, or they're going right. to drop the belts beforehand? Is that what right. that means? Might okay. have two matches, or will drop the belts okay. yeah, to someone. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Up next, we see Sami Zayn walking in the back. He sees Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens says he doesn't want a team and tells Sami, why don't you go back to Roman? Because he doesn't care what Sami does. And I believe he brought up the last time they were in this building, which was Survivor Series, when Sami was still Sami Uso. So they're throwing up roadblocks to the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens partnership at every turn. Up next, we had a Rhea Ripley video package. And up next, we had a Miz TV segment. Miz called out Logan Paul. And then Seth Rollins came out. And we had some pretty loud Fuck You Logan chants directed at Paul. Uh, Rollins calls Paul a, quote, human dumpster fire. Miz says that it's his job to make sure these two don't fight tonight. 
and uh, that doesn't go well. Uh, Logan Paul, he goes for a curb stomp. He knocks Rollins out, leaves, and says, why don't you wake up? Why don't you tell me what you think about that WrestleMania match? So we are going to see Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 39. I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good, too, yeah. As, again, as much as I hate to admit it, but, uh, it's it's going to be pretty good, yeah. Uh, up next, we saw a Brock Lesnar MVP segment recap as we're headed towards Brock Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania 39. And up next, Omos with MVP taking on Dolph Ziggler. And when you need a job done, call Dolph, Zig- <laughs> call Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Mustafa Ali, excuse me, Mustafa Ali is in the crowd with a We Heart Dolph sign. His gimmick apparently now is that he's Dolph Ziggler's biggest fan. Uh, Omos hit a two-handed choke slam and pinned Dolph in less than a minute. Uh, I don't rate this one. I don't rate squash matches. Omos just killed Dolph Ziggler. And MVP said that the Nigerian giant will tame the beast at WrestleMania. Can I just say that Mustafa Ali is... Mustafa. Mustafa, I'm sorry, I changed the pronunciation. Mustafa. Mustafa Ali uh, is going to have to fight me for being Dolph Ziggler's biggest fan. Because I love him. And watching him in a squash match was heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. How far the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Uh, up next, the uh, Maximum Male Models and Maxine Dupree, we see them, and they're staring at Alpha Academy. Baron Corbin comes up and says, uh, thank you, as they're talking about uh, talking about Otis. And Massey says, we weren't looking at you. And Maxine Dupree then tells Corbin to take down Chad Gable, and she'll think about helping Baron Corbin. Corbin wants to be... Uh, the first bald male model. Uh, Finn Balor with Judgment Day next make their entrance. And we cut to Paul Heyman with Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa in the medical room. Jimmy is taping up his hands. Heyman reminds Jimmy that if he doesn't bring Jay back into the bloodline fold, Roman is going to hold him responsible. Up next, Finn Balor, accompanied by... Judgment Day, uh, Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio, and Damian Priest, and he's taking on Johnny Gargano, accompanied by Dexter Loomis. Uh, Gargano, he attacked Dominic Mysterio on the outside. Uh, you hate to see that happen to such a nice kid. Uh, this this uh, is another match I wish went a bit longer. These Raw mass- matches, most of them, are pretty short this week. But we see some athletic offense from Balor and Gargano uh, while while Gargano isn't att- attacking poor Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Finn Balor, he climbs the turnbuckle, edges music hits. He comes out, shoves Balor off the top rope. Balor pretty much froze in fear, gets shoved off the top rope. Gargano then hits the final beat DDT for the pinfall. Johnny Gargano pins Finn Balor. Uh, this match, I uh, give three and a half bones. It was very good while it lasted. I wish we saw some more uh, of these two together. 
after the match, Edge spears Finn Balor. Dexter Loomis takes out Damian Priest. After that, we have a Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes video package highlighting their meeting last week, uh, which I thought was great. Their meeting on SmackDown on Friday. I thought it went a long way to building for their title match at WrestleMania 39, and I can't wait to see what comes next between Roman and Cody. Uh, Byron Saxton finds Edge backstage, interviews him, and he says that Finn Balor made him lose a match a couple weeks ago he never should have lost. So tonight, he came in, and no offense to Johnny Gargano, he said he made Finn lose a match he never should have lost. But of course, that's a great offense to Johnny yeah. Gargano <laughs> when you say he had no chance yes, at beating yeah. Finn Balor. So it was meaningless on Edge's part. And Edge challenges Finn Balor to meet in the ring and settle things head-to-head next Monday. Not for a match, just to meet in the ring face-to-face. Has there, they don't have an official match yet at Mania? Or? They don't, yeah. We're headed towards Edge versus Finn Balor, but yeah. it's not official yet. Okay. They do a lot of, like, long builds to match announcements, which I think is an, interest, an interesting choice. Because, yeah. like, uh, like the Logan Paul-Seth Rollins thing, like, I I got confused during that segment because I thought that match had already been, I just assumed that that match had already been announced. I believe it's official now. Yeah, but I, I mean, that, they were talking about it like it wasn't official, and that was confusing to me because they just have been leading there for so long that I thought... You thought it was, that it was you already. thought that it was yeah. already, yeah. It can be confusing, yeah. Once it's already in your mind, you're like, I thought they made this already, yeah. yeah. Um, up next, a, a nothing match, Nikki Cross versus Piper Niven, the two Scottish lasses fighting one another. Uh, nothing happened here. Very short. Piper Niven, uh, tried to hit her finisher. It's a, the boss man slam. I'm not sure what she calls it, but she missed her own finisher. Uh, it was sloppy looking and then she pinned Nikki Cross and that was the end of this. Yes. So even though it was a short match, I do have comments. Okay. Um, I liked uh, to see the side of Nikki. I feel like she... The psycho went, side? Like, yes, but she never really has, like, sold me on the psycho side. But just, like, the determination that she had. Like, she went after Piper immediately. She, she jumped stuck, on her back, she yeah. She stuck with her. And she was, like, relentless right until the end when she lost. And And I just hadn't seen that much like passion from Nikki that felt like believable possibly ever. Uh, so it was nice to see this like more realistic shift in her character. It's a positive way to look at it. While, yeah. while the match lasted, she was definitely very determined. Yeah. She sold her character while she was out mm-hmm. there yeah. in the little time that, that they were given. Yeah. Uh, up next, we see Rick Boogs hanging out backstage Elias comes and asks him where his notes are. He's been been telling Boogs to take notes on, on what he does. Uh, he then tells Boogs that everyone wants to walk with Elias. And he tells, uh, tells Boogs to go over to Bronson Reed and say, I want to fight you. So Boogs goes over there and he tells him, then Bronson Reed comes over, tells Elias, I'll see you in the ring next week. Because, you see, Rick Boogs 
went over and said that Elias wanted to fight him instead of going and saying the exact words, I want to fight you. Very funny, I'm sure. So next week we have Elias versus Bronson Reed. Uh, I think we're going to see Elias get smashed. Uh, up next we have one of the one of the two big highlights of the night as 16-time world champion John Cena comes out. The first time he's been seen on WWE television since December, I believe. Uh, immediately after Cena makes his entrance, United States champion Austin Theory makes his entrance. Cena tells Austin Theory nobody cares about him because he doesn't believe in himself. And Cena tells Austin Theory to leave the ring. Austin Theory says he's just like the bald spot on Cena's head. He's not going anywhere. Cena then uh, is challenged by Austin Theory. Austin Theory wants John Cena so badly that he wants to put the United States Championship on the line at WrestleMania 39. Cena says no, and Theory keeps goading him and asking him and goading him into it until finally Cena says, well, now you brought the WWE Universe into it. Let's see what they say. And, of course, the crowd crowd was super into this segment, and they roar their approval of the match. So it's official. Austin Theory defending the United States title against John Cena at WrestleMania. Uh, before the segment was over, though, John Cena on his way out of the ring, he told Austin Theory that he doesn't have it in his head. He doesn't have it in his heart, and he doesn't hit it. Doesn't have it in his balls, as he proceeded to hit him lightly in the balls. And then he says, and you definitely need to work on this, pointing at his balls again. Uh, so on his way up the ramp, Cena says that Austin Theory may not belong at WrestleMania, but here's someone who does. And then Cody Rhodes comes out. And Cena raises his arm up, and this can only be seen as John Cena kind of passing the torch to Cody Rhodes. So a pretty big moment for Cody Rhodes here. Can I just say, I don't like me and John Cena. Like, John the Cena... The fans sure seem to, I know, I'll tell you I that. I think that's because they just all hate Austin Theory so much. And, like, I could take or leave Austin Theory. I don't really have strong feelings about him one way or the other. But I love John Cena. Like, I used to absolutely hate him but i have since come around um and i just feel like he's like such a nice guy he's known for being such a nice guy so to see this like mean side of him it made me a little sad it wasn't it wasn't appealing no i agree i it didn't Especially and i i like john cena too and like you said he's a legitimately nice guy mm -hmm. it seems yeah um has a reputation of being a very nice mm -hmm. guy and yeah seeing this uh like a bully. Almost. He was like a bully. Yeah, and, and yeah, like, it wasn't it wasn't appealing. I didn't like the sign with you. And then they did such like a big deal of like, oh, he's coming back. It's going to be his hometown crowd, and for him to come out and be like mean, it was just a little disappointing. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. But I'm excited he's. Gonna I wonder be how many there. people feel that way with you, because like I said, the crowd was sure as hell into it, but of course they put their hard earned money uh, up to see Cena. So maybe they would cheer for whatever he did. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if the the crowd at home 
equals uh, the feelings of the crowd in Boston. It'll be, we'll, we'll go on the internet. We will find out. Mm-hmm. We'll see what yeah. people say. Uh, up next, Kathy Kelly finds Sami Zayn, asks him, uh, you know, what's going on, uh, wants to get an update on the bloodline. Sami Zayn says, it's not going to be Jimmy Uso's night. It's nice to see Sami having some confidence, despite all the shit that's been shoveled on him lately <laughs> by the bloodline and by the booking. And <laughs> all the losses. Yeah. Uh, up next, Chad Gable with Otis. Taking on Baron Corbin. Chad Gable, one of my favorites that's on TV currently. Uh, heck of a wrestler. I enjoy watching him. Uh, here, Cor- uh, Baron Corbin took it to Gable right from the bell. And this was another very short match. Felt like less than two minutes. I did, I did not time it, though. But Corbin hit a, a, a painful-looking move. Hit a choke slam backbreaker. And then stood over Gable, yelling that he's nothing. While he's doing this, Chad Gable grabs his ankle, locks him in the ankle lock, pulls him away from the ropes into the center of the ring. Corbin immediately taps out. Uh, This match, uh, it was there. It was very short. Uh, I'll give it three bones. It was a wrestling match that was there. And so it doesn't look like uh, Corbin is going to get his shot with the maximum male models. The crowd... Didn't seem to care about the match. They were chanting, we want Otis during the match, though. And why WWE is not booking Otis as a babyface? Think back, uh, if you can have a memory, to when he was a face. He won money in the bank. He was so over with the crowds. I, I don't know what happened to where they cut that momentum off. And why they don't use him as a face now, I, I, it's beyond my understanding. I know he doesn't look like the superstar, but it seemed like at one point they were giving in to what the fans wanted, even though he doesn't look like a superstar, when they gave him money in the bank. And then nothing became of it. I forget, he lost it to someone, because he never cashed it in, I don't think. Um, but they just did away with his push. And I, I have no idea why. No idea. That's something I would love to hear the story behind. Who who cut the legs out from under Otis? Well, did that happen sort of in sync with Mandy leaving? I'm not sure, but I don't think Otis's uh, popularity was tied to Mandy Rose. Oh, no, I, I mean, it had yeah. something to do with it, but... I think he could have been big on on his own. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm just saying, like, if their plan or like vision for him in gaining this popularity and like deciding, well, we we can do something with him, was to put him with Mandy. If all of a sudden they don't have Mandy, if they were like, well, we got to scrap this idea, so we're just not going to push him anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, up next, we see a video package detailing. Becky Lynch and Lita winning the women's tag team titles. After that, we see The Miz and Maurice in a Top Gun parody that was very dumb and filled with sexual innuendo. Not as funny as the Montez Ford, Bianca Belair, Titanic parody that we've seen already. But I am, uh, as dumb as this one was, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of these parodies. I enjoy them. Um... So, our women's tag champs come out, Becky and Lita, 
and the fans are chanting, you deserve it, at the two, having won the tag team titles recently. Lita calls out Trish Stratus, and Trish comes out, and very shortly after, Bailey and Damage Control come out. Bailey calls the fans dum-dums, which made me crack up. I enjoy people getting called dum-dums. It's funny to me. So Trish doesn't like this and says, you know, it's easy for her to go from uh, retired to unretired. And that is exactly what happens in this segment. Trish challenges Bailey and Damage Control to a six-woman tag at WrestleMania. So it's official. Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita versus Bailey and Damage Control. Uh, Bailey accepted. Dakota Kai and Io Shirai did not look like they uh, were in agreement with Bailey, but it's too late. The match is official. Uh, before our main event, we get uh, a peek at what's happening next week on Raw. Uh, next week, we will see Edge and Finn Balor face to face. We will see Elias take on Bronson Reed. And we will see Bianca Belair in another non-title match as she takes on Chelsea Green. Next, we see Jimmy Uso walking. And he was walking to, after that commercial, he was walking to our main event. Jimmy Uso with Solo Sokoa taking on our man, Sami Zayn. Jimmy and Sami go back and forth. Uh, good work from both of these guys. They have they have definitely benefited from working with each other. These are two of the most skilled hands that they have on the Raw brand. Uh, Sami Zayn hits a nice crossbody. You don't see a ton of top rope work from Sami Zayn. Uh, so Sami ends up outside the ring. Solo Sokoa stalks Sami. I don't think he even made contact, but it was obvious that he was coming after Sammy. The referee sees this, kicks Solo Sokoa out of the ringside area, so now we might have an even match. Uh, we have more back and forth, and eventually the crowd is distracted by something, and we see that it, they're distracted by the fact that Jay Uso has showed up in the crowd. He then goes and stands on the announce table. That was an, that was an odd move. But that's what he did, uh, just so everyone could see him, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but then uh, Jimmy seems the most distracted by this. Sami Zayn rolls up Jimmy, pins him for the one, two, three. Uh, I gave this match three and a half bones. This was uh, the match of the night for me. Nothing too spectacular, just solid work from two skilled performers. Uh, after the match... The Usos talk in the ring for a second and uh, pretty much stare down each other, wondering what what uh, Jay's going to do. Jay then leaves his brother in the ring to go and join Sammy. And he says, I choose you, Pikachu. No, he says, I choose you. And he and Sammy embrace to a deafening pop. A very the guy the loudest pop of the night, I believe. Oh, by far. Um, Which is impressive when you consider Cena was there. Cena was there, and Cody Rhodes yeah, was yeah. there. Uh, who who they who should be their number one face, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the loudest pop of the night. So Jay and 
Sami Zayn embrace, and then they break the embrace, and Sammy and Jay are staring in the ring at Jimmy, and Jay then holds off and knocks Sami Zayn with a nice-looking super kick to break that alliance that lasted for about three seconds, and then he, he grabs Sammy on the floor and gets in his face and says, this is family shit. That didn't get bleeped out. He said, this is family shit. You think I'm going to choose you? You think I'm going to choose you? Very intense. And Jay rolls Sami Zayn in the ring. Solo Sokoa makes his way back out. I didn't even see him come back out, but he comes back out. Uh, both Usos and Solo Sokoa beating the crap out of Sami Zayn. And all of a sudden, Cody's music hits. He comes out. The heels scatter. And we have Cody uh, protecting, uh, standing in front of Sami Zayn as the heels scattered and uh, the cameras, uh, it ends and we go to fucking Chris Lee Knows Best. Uh, so, seven matches, uh, some very short ones. The only two, uh, the only three that were really given time were the, the Finn Balor-Gargano match was given a minute. And then we saw this Jimmy Uso versus Sami Zayn match get some time. We saw Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa get a little time. And otherwise, we had a lot of character work, uh, which for some of the undercarters uh, is necessary. You know, for Otis and Chad Gable, for Baron Corbin, we saw the women get uh, a, a match solidified for WrestleMania. So we saw some progress on a number of fronts and more of the bloodline story that the fans are finding so intriguing, and I am myself, you know, they've done a great job of making in incremental moves in this story. It feels like a game of chess, and we haven't quite seen all the pieces uh, make their appearance on the board, and some of the pieces come on the board, like Kevin Owens, and then back off the board, and then back on the board, and then back off the board, and... uh so it's been fairly interesting, uh, very interesting is what I meant to say. And uh, this lead up to WrestleMania, it's going to affect at least two matches, uh, seeing Roman Reigns versus Cody and seeing what seems inevitable, uh, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, Kay, what do you have to say about the, the main event of the evening? Well, and, and and what yeah, transpired. The, uh, the yeah. So I was shocked and delighted that they gave Sammy a win after yeah. beating him down repeatedly uh, in the last I can't few, think of the last shows. time Sammy Zayn won a match. I know, so it was a nice surprise. Um, and then speaking of surprises, I did not expect Jay to side with Sammy. So when he did, they totally got me and I was like shocked. And then and then I shouldn't have been shocked because like three seconds later he got kicked in the face. Um but they had me for a minute there because uh, I was like, wow, what are they going to do with this? Because, mm. like, I mean, it just, that would have wrecked what I thought, where I thought they were going. Um, so, especially based on the crowd reaction, I think maybe they should have gone in that direction. I didn't expect them to because uh, the crowd definitely loved it. And I yeah. think oh, yeah. it would have been nice to see something not go in a direction that, that everyone's was expecting. Right. Um, but, I mean, I think... I think the Usos versus Sammy and KO is going to be an awesome match when it eventually happens, mm -hmm. assuming that it actually happens. 
And then I'm just... Uh, you got to feel like when it does happen, it's going to be like a no DQ or falls count anywhere. Yeah, kind of brawl, mm-hmm. you know, end-all, be-all brawl. Which, I mean, I think we've seen... I know we've seen KO in a match like that, and I'm pretty sure we've seen Sami Zayn in a match like that. And I feel like they both sort of thrive, especially KO thrives in that kind of environment. He's a brawler, yeah, yeah for a, sure. He's a brawler. He's, he does good when, like, falls count anywhere kind of stuff. Like, that match he had with Roman, where they were, like, handcuffed... He handcuffed him to, like, the the lighting unit, you know? Like, I felt like that... That was very memorable for me. I don't even know how long ago that was, but it was just, it just really sticks out in my mind as one of the best KO matches I've seen. So yeah. I'd love to see something like that where they can kind of roll all over the place at Mania. Yeah, I feel. I just feel like we will. I feel like that's what's going to yeah. be to to really maybe well ratchet up the feud or or end that section of it one or the other. Yeah, you can use it either way. However, you're you're looking to go with this feud. How how far out are we from Mania at this point? What are we? Well, today is the what the sixth, isn't it? Is today the sixth? No, yeah. today's the seventh. seventh. Yeah. So we got twenty five days until WrestleMania. Okay. I feel like they can't. They're not gonna be able to end it at Mania. This is the story's gonna have to keep going a little bit. I feel like it. I mean, and just as popular as Sami Zayn is, you. Yeah. you you got to keep the story going. Yeah, it'd be stupid to. <laughs> and that, but now Cody, now is part of the story. Mm-hmm. Is officially not just meeting Roman Reigns in the ring. He's interjected himself right in the middle of this story now, coming to Sammy's rescue. Yeah, and which can I say? It's nice to see a face come out and save someone, like that they're not buddy buddies with. Yeah. So like, and I know they're just just doing that for like. To build the Cody versus the well, what they're family, the reason they're but, doing it. I not don't mean to interrupt you. The reason they're doing it is so you don't have to choose between Cody and Sammy. Yeah, they don't want people resenting Cody mm-hmm. heading into this WrestleMania main event. Yeah, so that it was a smart choice putting like putting him with Sammy. They have a lot of like beatdown moments. Where no one comes to help. Yeah, right. Especially, like, on faces. I don't get that. Yeah. Um, so it was nice. Well, it used to be, if a face was getting beat up, I mean, it used to be, talking 30 fucking years ago, but whatever, it used to be, a face was getting beat up, somebody was going to come help him, because the idea was he's a good guy, he has friends in the back. He yeah. must have friends in the back, because he's a good guy, we like him, he's a mm-hmm. good guy. And then, you know, you have guys, it's not their music hitting and they come out in full gear. It's like dudes coming out in, you know, boots and t-shirts because they weren't ready to come out. But as soon as they heard their buddy was getting beat up, now here they are, you know. That's what a run-in should be, is, you know, that to me. That's what a run-in should be. The wrestler should look unprepared. It's it's as surprising to him as it is to the guy getting his ass beat. So here he comes you know, in his street clothes, not with his entrance music blaring, not doing poses, not in his wrestling trunks. The guy comes out, like I said, in his street clothes, save his buddy. Mm-hmm. That's what a run-in should be, I think. And if we could get back to making a run, making run-ins for saves, making them seem a little more organic and not forced, it would go a long way towards, you know, adding some realism back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Which I think at this point, 
the more realistic you can make things seem generally, the more realistic you can make things seem, the better, especially now that everyone is in on it, everyone knows it's predetermined and it's written. Let's at least suspend, try and suspend disbelief and make what we can make seem real, make it seem real. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said during the... That being said, I also love Bray Wyatt and the spooky shit, so figure that out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, that reminded me of what you said when we were watching the Finn Balor match, that, like, they're playing Edge's music. Edge has obviously interfered in the match. And the right. ref is supposed to, like, not notice that this has happened. Right, right. But I'm, Edge's music is blaring, I'm and meant, he's, like, in the ring. Yeah, I meant to mention that. Right. Edge comes in and, like, whatever, spears Finn Balor, whatever he does. I think that's what he did. His music is blaring. What was the ref fucking doing? This was not a no-DQ match. What what did the ref think was happening while Edge's music was blaring? You know? Just stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, right, goes to serve my points of, one, what a run-in should be, and two, make the shit realistic. Is it realistic to think Edge didn't interfere when all of a sudden Finn Balor, who had had the upper hand, is now down? No, of course not. Now, come on, don't treat us like fucking dummies. Cut out the dumb shit and when you can, you know? Look over the wrestling script, look, and ask, is this dumb? <laughs> and if it's dumb, mark through it. That is something I think AEW does well is when they have someone interfere and like even when the ref's like not supposed to have seen it, if the wrestler is like suddenly down, a lot of times the ref will immediately, whoever's at ringside, they'll send them to the back even if they didn't see them interfere because they're not idiots and they can tell like, hey, this guy's on the ground now, something obviously happened. Right. Um, And I appreciate that. I think think that's a nice, nice touch. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, we're not dummies, so as wrestling fans, you know, we're not dummies. Let's leave it on that note. Or dum-dums, as Bailey would say. Or dum-dums, as (laughs) Bailey would say. I mean, they're out there, but by and large, I don't think wrestling fans are are dum-dums. So we'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for K-Fabulous, this is Asa signing off. No bones about wrestling. And as McFoley would say, have a nice day.